I'm Stephanie Lugo, and this is The Market Authority Show. Hey, I'm Stephanie Lugo, ex-corporate 9 to fiver turned top producing realtor and coach. It wasn't all that long ago that my husband and I quit our 9-to-5s to start our real estate business together with no experience in the industry, just a dream for a life with more freedom and flexibility and the chance to impact others along the way. But it wasn't always easy and I remember what it felt like to lack the confidence, direction, and know-how that we needed to build our dream business. Fast forward through lots of work, failed attempts, and lessons learned, and you'll see what we've built today, a business that offers us more freedom and income than we ever thought possible and changes the lives of others every day. I created the Market Authority Show to enlighten the path to becoming an authority in your market. I'm here to share simple, actionable, step-by-step help and inspiration to build your dream real estate business with help from timeless principles and today's cutting edge strategies. Whether you're just starting out on your real estate journey or you've been around for a while, we've got a few tricks up our sleeve that you'll want in on. So let's dive in. So if you've been listening to the show for a while, you know the deal. This episode is brought to you by the Market Authority Academy. All details to inquire and apply are in the show notes. I will leave that up to you. Today, I have a really exciting conversation that I want to share. So recently here on the pod, I shared an interview that I conducted with Kyle Handy. If you have seen Kyle around on YouTube, he's got a great channel. He's got an amazing presence on social And Kyle came and shared all kinds of awesome ideas on creating an attraction-based business model, which is really what I'm all about. And during that conversation, he and I actually flipped after recording and he interviewed me. And I wanted to share that conversation with you here today because I just, for one, loved the conversation that I had with Kyle we had so much in alignment and there was so much that I wanted to share on this subject of creating an attraction-based business model, the role that your irresistible brand plays into that, and, and truly how we can leverage these ideas as a way to market cycle correction proof our business or, you know, fortify our business for any of the changes that are sure to come into the industry over the next several years. And I really enjoyed kind of talking about some of these ideas. And it's been a while since I've been able to kind of share my perspective on things. So that's what I've got for you today. I hope that you enjoy this conversation with myself and Kyle. We touch on a lot of things. We touch on what I see as the future of real estate and how I am preparing my business for that. I am sharing some personal stuff from how I created my business with Bryce, my husband, and what we see going into 2022 and beyond. And I share the things that I think every real estate agent needs to be doing today to prepare their business to withstand anything that this world throws at us, which if the last two years have shown us anything, it can get creative, right? So we got to be ready. Hope you enjoy this conversation. All right. So today I'm here with a new good friend of mine. We just did actually a podcast and a video on her channel. And so I got to get to know her really well or in, you know, kind of before that, but now we're flipping the, uh, the table here and, uh, and I get to interview Miss Stephanie Lugo. Thank you so much for, for agreeing to, uh, to be on the, uh, the, the channel here today. 
Uh, I look forward to asking you some questions about your business. You have done so much. I was so impressed, like even just like your social presence, everything that you're doing, you're running an amazing real estate business um, and you got a, a beautiful family and you definitely, it's, it's you know, even funny too. We talk about the, uh, the van life and I know there's a little <laughs> bit there that you're, that you're looking into. So we got a lot of similarities. And uh, so I definitely want to get into all of that. But before we do, if you wouldn't mind sharing with uh, the audience a little bit about yourself and, uh, and then we'll go from there. Oh my gosh. It seems I have arrived. I'm so excited to have this conversation. (laughs) This is going to be a lot of fun. You and I have so much in alignment, so I'm excited for my turn in the hot seat. Um, So I am Stephanie Lugo and my story starts back in 2014 when I left my finance nine to five to get into real estate with my now husband, because we thought we could do it better, right? Like we're, (laughs) we're that quintessential story of like, Oh, how hard can it be? And then it turns out pivoting into an entirely new industry with no experience is a very challenging thing indeed. Oh, yeah. um, and, and so we, we did do well that year. Our, our primary goal was after leaving our nine to fives, like cold Turkey, we straight up took the plunge, both of us, you know, regardless of the fact that we had a mortgage and car payments and dog food to buy and all that stuff. We, we just went straight into it with the goal of replacing our salaried income that first year. And we did that, but it was really challenging. And I remember looking up one day at the end of the year thinking like, this cannot be the reality. Like you get into the real estate business for what? Freedom and flexibility, because they've done such a great job of selling that to the public. Oh, like freedom of income. You get to be flexible, work whatever hours. And I was like, there's no way, there's no way this whole thing is a lie. And so (laughs) I got really, or at least the way I was doing it. And so I got really curious about how can we create a business that allows us to work with like our dream clients. Like I wanted to work with people who made me feel grateful to wake up every morning. And one thing that I was really trying to get away from Kyle was the Sunday scaries. And so I remember working in finance and every Sunday, just that pit in my stomach of like, Oh my God, I have to go into the office and you know, all this stuff. And just, I hated my job. And after a while, when you're working with really bad fit clients because you're starving basically for business and you need to just take whatever deal you can get, you start to build up that resentment and you have to work so hard in real estate for every single commission that that can become a grind really quickly. And so we started getting really curious, like where are our dream clients? Is there a way that we can align our business to work with people who we actually want to work with and maybe say no or refer out people who are not good fits for? And while we're at it, can we build our business in a way to where we can travel, we can experience the freedom and flexibility that this industry has sold us on. Like, how do we actually do it? There was no blueprint. There was no plan to follow. And so we took a couple of years just kind of winging it and testing and, and getting really curious about trying different things. And ultimately, we ended up creating the business that we have today. Um, so we are top of the top 1% in our market here in Phoenix, um, Scottsdale. Uh, we, we, we cover the whole Phoenix area. It's a huge place. Um, but we're also natives here and, and it's really fun being able to serve our community where we grew up. Um, and, and we have a beautiful family that we get to spend a lot of time with our, our number one priority is spending time with our son. So that means no, we're not doing dinner time showings. We're not spending our entire weekend, you know, every single hour running around with clients. We've built a business that has boundaries and our clients honor that and respect that. 
that and, and appreciate us even the more for it, which is really cool. And, and we found ourselves in a really cool place to where we get to enjoy the best parts of what we do while being able to earn an incredible income that creates opportunities for the employees who work for us um, through our partners in the business and, and being able to create really cool results, results for our clients because we have that mental bandwidth and the extra space to get really creative with them and, and helping them with their home purchase or sale in this really complex market. So I love what I do. I'm so grateful to be able to do this. And, and I love it so much that I then get to share it with the rest of the industry and, and kind of like a, a little scientist share my findings with the other agents and say, Hey, maybe we should try this. Um, so, so I'm, I'm equally as passionate about being able to help the, the other, you know, our colleagues in the industry find some sense of their own control in the business too. That's awesome. No, that's what I could tell just talking to you and also just like looking through your content is you, I mean, you have a heart to serve people. And I think that's so cool. You know, that's where that's like near and dear to my heart. You know, like I love my clients, I love, you know, my agents. And so, and I can see that right, right from you as well. And so tell me a little bit, you, you mentioned we a lot, uh, like who, what does your team look like? You know, like take me through that. I know you, you and your husband, y'all work together. Uh, you know, so, so tell me about that relationship, what each of you guys do. And then also like the, the larger team at play. Thanks for asking. I'm actually really glad that you asked this because I'm going to take it from the professional side and the personal side. (laughs) In order to do what we do, we need a lot of help. And I'm so sick of seeing other people on Instagram and social media act like they're doing it on their own when they have an army of support behind them. So my husband and I got into the business together. We are a husband and wife team. And I always say that when you work with your spouse, you each need an outlet. And so my outlet is the coaching and mentoring side. And so while we're both in production together, when I'm mentoring agents, that's a completely separate entity where I'm managing that program with um, hundreds of agents at a time, which is really, really cool. Um, but in order to do all of this, like, like people come to me and say like, oh my gosh, Steph, like, how do you do it? You're, you're just like a wonder woman. And I'm like, mm, 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 no, 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 no. I wake up at like seven 30 or eight, <laughs> a lot of mornings, like, like I'm not this person who's out there crushing it. I just know how to leverage and delegate. So, um, in the, in the production side, we, we do have help from a transaction coordinator when we need them. Um, our brokerage has some pretty, um, not strict, but very clear requirements upon like who can help us with that side of things that has to be licensed in house. Um, and so when, when we're at the point where we need that in terms of production, we have a transaction coordinator come in and we're actually looking to hire somebody full time and take on more of an assistant administrative role on that side of the business as we continue to grow and maybe expand our team. Now we've been wanting to be just like that small but mighty team. Um, and we have been for the last eight years. And now we're starting to wonder if it makes sense to bring on other agents underneath us um, for help with showings um, and, and also to give other agents the, the benefit of that camaraderie and support too as they grow their businesses. But we haven't really quite gotten there. Um, we've gotten to our level of production just kind of with each other, but having Bryce and myself, like that's two powerhouse agents. I like to say, um, that, that is really helpful. So we have that, we have that advantage over a solo agent for sure. That's, that is huge. Um, and, and in terms of assistant and administrative help, we do have a full-time assistant. We also have a full-time nanny and a lot of people are not going to like immediately factor that into their ability to produce, but it's, I don't know how it is possible any other way. 
And so we brought on a full-time, um, you know, in-house nanny when our son was about six months old. And I was like, oh, this is what real life is. <laughs> Finally, I was able to get back to work. I cherish those six months with my son, but like, we have to have that, that, that help because we don't have any family who really helps us. We we're kind of like, you know, floating alone in terms of familiar, familial support. And so we had to bring someone in. We didn't have any other option. Um, so that's another really big help that we have. Aside from that, we've leveraged virtual assistants. Um, I'm a big fan of virtual assistants for sure. We work, um, we're actually partnered with a great virtual assistant firm who helps. We have a video editor and I also have a podcast editor. So while we create a ton of content for our real estate business, for my coaching business, like there is a person in place for every function. And so my job is to come in and do what I do really well, the best that I can, so that every moment is spent as high leverage as possible. So that when five o'clock comes around and nanny walks out the door, I get to spend the evening with my family. I get to make dinner. I get to take my son on a walk. I get to ask him about his day and we get to actually enjoy that time together. Does that make sense? Or is that like going too deep? (laughs) No, no. I love that. I mean, cause yeah, uh, your son's name's Grady, right? I think I saw that. And you're recent. I mean, how he's, how old is he now? He's only, you know, like pretty young still, right? Yeah. He'll be too. And these moments are so precious. And, and I was, I was really, um, I was really hesitant to become a mother, not because I wasn't excited, but I, I love working. Like, I love what I do. And Bryce and I are total enablers. Like, we will work seven days a week and not think about it twice. But I didn't know how that was going to change um, when, when I had a son and suddenly everything changed. Yep. It's, the, it's the number one thing. Yep. It, there's nothing more important to me. And, and he's my why. And so sometimes he'll come in to me when I'm working in the office and I'm like, oh, my God, like whatever I'm doing right now better be the one thing that contributes to our household bottom line. If I'm going to tell him to leave my office, you know what I mean? Absolutely. It changes everything. I love that. No, that's so cool. Well, so now take me through too, as as far as like, uh, you know, cause you're involved with so much. I mean, you've got your real estate, you've got your podcast, you've got your YouTube channel. You're amazing on Instagram. Like, I think you have like over 1500 posts on there. It's like, God, I got like 300 or I don't even think I have 300, (laughs) but I'm like, you know, it's like, you got so much going on and obviously you just, just talked about your team. And so you get, you know, some support and some help there, but like, you know, if you had to like break down as far as like how much of your day goes to like each kind of segment, like what would you say an average day looks like for you work-wise? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. So, um, I want to say it's about 50, 50, um, my, my mentoring business has grown quickly. Um, I don't want to say mentoring business. My mission to help other agents has expanded yeah. its yeah. impact, yeah. which, I love which I, <laughs> yeah, which I love. It's all I want to do. Um, honestly, I love working with agents and that's really where my heart is at this point. Bryce loves being in the trenches with our clients. So he's 100% all in with our clients. And at this point, I think I spent about 50, 50. So what I have done to contribute to the business and allow this to happen is I have created an attraction-based business model, which you and I kind of spoke of. And so um, the vast majority of our leads come self-converted from social media and from our database, which we built on social media. Um, and so we don't necessarily do any of the traditional prospecting that most agents will speak of. 
And that takes hours off of my plate. I have to engage on social media. That is something that I do every single day. Um, that's probably my purest form of prospecting. But other than that, my my primary role is content creation and getting clients where they need to be, right? So like when we have clients come in, um, we go in, we meet them, we, we get them all set up. And then at that point, once they are home, searching for homes or under contract with their listing, Bryce takes that off. So he's heading that journey off. He's like the client closing, you know, he's incredible. He is one of the best agents. He's probably the best agent that I've ever seen because he, his negotiation, his communication, he's, he's absolutely in his element there. I like to really create kind of those like pathways where people find us and we solidify that relationship. Everyone's really excited. And then they go off and Bryce gives them an incredible experience. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yep. Yep. And so then, you know, and I know you're, and this is one of the coolest things is like your personal branding is like up here. Like it's like at the top. Right. And like, I, mean, I just like, like even looking at like your grid on Instagram, like all <laughs> of your videos on YouTube, like everything looks so professional. And, you know, so I know that you put a lot of thought and effort into that. And I think, you know, you'd even mentioned that like, you know, that's a big part of your business and who you are. And so talk a little bit just in general, maybe like for agents, like how you see personal branding and like the importance of it and how people even kind of like get started thinking about that? I think it's the only way. And if you really look at the core challenges that real estate agents have, regardless of how seasoned they are, it's how do you stand apart from your competition? And I just happen to be in a state where there are like 80,000 licensees and counting. And here I am a 20 something young woman without a business degree. Like why should anybody hand me their million dollar listing? You know what I mean? And so, so it really comes down to that personal brand is, is that story that you get to share. Um, and it's, it's how you position yourself as an authority, um, and, and give that compelling reason as to why somebody should hire you over your competition. And the other thing it allows you to do is have longevity. So who can say, I certainly can't, who can say that they want to do this forever, selling real estate forever in sales. Certainly there are going to be new opportunities that we can't even anticipate that come up that, that pique our interest. A personal brand allows you to pivot this asset that you've built into any new endeavor that you take that on. And, and I think that that is the most important thing that we can do today from a hiring aspect in corporate America, the number one thing that, that they are looking for is that personal brand because it helps them understand the values, what drives an employee. Like if you're looking at like the top recruiting executives in corporate America, they're looking for that personal brand. And, and that function is just as important when you're conversing with the public, number one, in terms of how to, how to set yourself apart, but it's, it's a great longevity play because it gives you options. And I think that that's the most important thing because nobody wants to be that agent. Who's like, well, I mean, maybe some people do, but, but I don't know that, that the goal is to be the agent who's still out there driving around showing homes when they're 80 years old. Right. Definitely not. Yeah, no. So that's, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And so tell me then your journey for personal brand. Cause you said you kind of got started in like 2014 ish, right? Like in real estate, but then like you weren't having the, the success, you weren't attracting some of the clients that you like. So then you're like, oh, I got to change it up. I assume that's kind of when you were like, all right, I'm going to get more intentional about building my brand. And then you started attracting people that were attracted to what you're putting out there. Like, when was that? Like, when did you actually really start getting serious about building your personal brand? 
So in 20, by a couple years into it, by like 2016, we were all in on social media by then. I was like, done, done with the open houses, done with this noise. Like, don't even get me started on cold calling. I've never done it in my life. (laughs) I tried door knocking one time and we live in Arizona. And like, I can't tell you how many signs were on doors of like (laughs) armed, don't solicit. (laughs) Like, it's just not a good look. Right. And so there were, I, there were just a lot of things that I just straight up was not about to do because I left a full paying job with benefits. Like I had, you know, a way that I wanted to do this. And when you're on social media, there's a saying that um, you have to niche down. And I, I came to understand that specifically in real estate, if you're the real estate agent for everybody, then you're not the real estate agent for anyone. You, you, if you are trying to get every single deal and convince everybody that you can handle any kind of transaction, you have not given anybody a compelling reason to hire you because what you've said is like, I'm really good at opening doors, any door I'm there, turn the doorknob, pull the crank. Like, like, it's just like, that's not it. Like, because, because guess what happens? Homie comes in and puts a freaking keypad on the door and cuts you out of the whole deal. Yep. Exactly. Right. And so like I it just came to understand that real estate agents never had to create that personal brand and niche themselves down. They never had to do that. Why? Because we had the MLS books. Yep. We had the 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 keys in the broker offices. The internet comes around, changes everything. And now suddenly we have to niche down and like love it or hate it. That's just the way it is. And so I got really curious about what that meant. And, and I, what I found is it's all about that ideal client. Like what is the audience? What is the market segment? Are you going to go all in on relocation? Are you going to go all in on second time moving up? Are you going to go all in on first time home buyers? I mean, there's not that many options. It's easy to pick one, but you have to pick one and then go all in. And the thing that's interesting about social media is you don't just like make your intro post and like wait for the inquiries to come in. This is a story and a journey that you have to publicly share for years before it becomes extremely profitable. But as soon as I start saying that and sharing the truth of how that really looks, we get, we get that backlash of like, but I need business now. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you want business tomorrow? Do you want to be in business next year? Like, yes, you need business now. And there are ways that we can help facilitate that. But if you are an agent in 2022 and you're not building your personal brand and you are not laying this foundation to be able to set yourself apart, convert leads on their own before they ever get to you, you are going to be lost. And I see that with agents who come to me through through my mentoring. They, they come to me for my YouTube channel or they ask me for help with marketing. They find me somehow And they say, Steph, I make a million dollars a year. I've been farming the same neighborhood for 30 years. It's not working. I looked at the books last year. We were down 30% in listings. Like, I don't know what's happening. It's just not the way it used to be. And they don't understand what happened. And what happened is that people came in and started to, to... develop these relationships on social media. But because those seasoned agents thought that they didn't have to do it, they were out. And the agents who ignore this today, who are getting into the industry today, who ignored that like warning call are going to be in the exact same position. And they're going to be part of the 90% who flake out of the industry after a couple of years. Yep. Yep. So now I get let, really passionate about I this. Love it. Sorry. I, lo- I, I love we're, it. We're literally, if we don't figure this out, this industry is going to be decimated by tech. Yep. Decimated. I am in the hotbed of the home buyers, like the iBuyers. 
Yep. We got Homie, we got Offerpad, we got, you know what I mean? We chased yep. out Zillow, but for how yep. long? Yep. And so I just think that this is, we're at like that pivotal, pivotable, pivotable. Yeah. Pivotal. Four <laughs> moments. I love it. <laughs> that's going to like, you yep. know what I mean? Determine yep. how long we, we actually get to stay in this industry. Yeah, no, absolutely. I totally agree 100%. Um, and so now real quick, let's dive into, you, you mean, talk social media, right? So you use that yeah. term. What does social media mean to you? Like like for an agent that's hearing that, like, like what are your feelings as far as like, maybe they want to do it and they want to start the personal brand. They're like, should I do it on a certain platform? Should I do it on all platforms? Like where, where do I kind of go? What do I get started with? Yeah. I think that the first thing that agents need to understand is we're not changing anything that's always worked, Right the number one thing that makes real estate agents successful is that no like and trust factor it's it's relationships and it's connection like no one's just going to hand over $40,000 of their home equity to someone that they don't trust mm-hmm. it's just not happening and so we need to understand that social media is an extension of the database or that community involvement that you know, if you're doing these things in terms of creating your network, building relationships, getting referrals, social media is an extension of that. It's the exact same function. It just happens to be happening behind a screen, right? And so that's that's number one. And so the question is, where is your database? Because again, we're not changing anything that we're already doing. You should already trying to be create creating a referral-based business. Like that's number one for most people, even if they're also doing cold calling, because guess what? If you get clients from cold calling, you create a database and you try to ask them for referrals. So it's all the same thing. And and the first question is, where is your database hanging out? Are they on Instagram? Are they on TikTok? Are they on Google and YouTube? Like, Try to understand where that market segment hangs out. Look at those demographics and don't try to answer this for yourself. Ask them. They will tell you. Pick up the phone or send a text or just like look them up online. You know, think of your favorite past clients and just start searching online and see where they are. If they're all on TikTok, you don't get to decide that TikTok is too stupid for you. Yep. It's not your choice. Like the eyes are there, you just have to show up and you have to figure it out. All right. Absolutely. No, I agree. I love that. Uh, so cool. So now, all right, talk a little bit about, cause I know you're also, you know, doing YouTube. The, the thing that I'm so curious of, because I'm kind of in the same boat and I, and I really encountered this, I would say like a year ago, as I was transitioning between like doing, you know, um, like sales, like, you know, local real estate sales, and then also becoming kind of like a team leader and working with agents, it, it got really convoluted and it was hard to build my personal brand because I got, you know, both quite like some, you know, my clients were like, well, are you still selling? And like, they saw me doing this stuff and it, it got really difficult. I'm curious to know if you're like experiencing that and just like what your thoughts are as you're kind of building also like on the mentor side, because I see, you know, some, you do kind of both stuff on certain platforms. I'm wondering how that's affecting your sales business or, or if it's enhancing it or what. Yeah, it's a really good question. Um, And it's actually one that I struggle with too, because my mindset is you got to be all in on one, right? Um, And and I think that what we've done is really identified our mission as real estate that does more. Um, The better we can hone our craft, the better transformations we we can help our clients achieve, and the better we can support our agent community and doing the same for their yeah. communities. Yeah. And so we we've kind of looked at look at looked at it as that that mission, right? That kind of encompasses all. And and everything that I speak of kind of comes to there. Now, um if we're looking tactically where that's showing up, Instagram is the number one driver of business for my real estate business. So we 
close hundreds of thousands of dollars of GCI on Instagram organically per year. So I'm not going to screw with that right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would like to, I would like to change that a little bit and, and bring up my brand a little higher, but right now I'm, I would say that like 70% of my content there is geared towards my local market because that's where my people are. Um, I have a YouTube channel specifically for Phoenix real estate. I also have a second YouTube channel specifically for sharing my content with realtors. So I have separated that. And I did the thing where I did both on my channel for a while. So I had like my, my real estate specific content for like buyers and sellers. Um, and I would post those on Wednesdays. And then on Tuesdays, I would be posting my real estate business tips. And where I started finding traction was for the agent community on that specific channel. And so in the last year, I pivoted and created a separate real estate channel. And I wish I had just done it separate from ground zero. And so that's what I always tell agents. Like you kind of have to separate that because you can't be messing around. You you just can't screw around with the algorithms, right? Like they're, they're very sophisticated. They're very advanced, but they're going to do what you tell them to do. And if you tell them to do a thousand different things, they're going to do a thousand different things for you. And none of them will. Yeah. Gotcha. Now that makes sense. So now, all right. So knowing what, you know, you've had, you've had success with YouTube, you, you know, on one side of a business, and then you've also had success with Instagram on another side of the business. If you were going to go back and you had to start it all over and you only, you were picking like one for sellers, for buyers and sellers, like you're an agent again, which one do you think you would go more into? I wish I started on YouTube and went all in on YouTube but I don't regret doing Instagram. And I actually think YouTube and Instagram cross pollinate really well. So what typically happens with a lot of my super ideal clients is they find me on YouTube and then they follow me on Instagram and Instagram is where I convert them. So I always like to say Instagram is my most powerful conversion tool. That's cool. That's really a powerful way to look at it. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I have one agent that's on my team and she's big on Instagram and I try and get her on YouTube. And then she tries to get me on to do more on Instagram. <laughs> and, uh, and it's just, we butt heads and it's totally, it's it, like you said, it's there, there is a synergy there. I don't know why I just try and battle it so much, but, um, but no, that's so good to hear how you said it, like how that converts this stuff from YouTube. So having both, there is a power there. So I love that. No, really, really cool. Um, all right. So let me ask you then, I mean, as far as like, w- where are you, you know, see yourself going in the future? Like, what are some of your goals? Like, you know, both on like the real estate side and also with like what you're doing with, you know, working with agents, you know, where do you want to be, let's say by the end of this year. And then in the bigger picture, like three to five years from now, I want to be holding a small infant at the end of this year. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm very, I'm very actively interested and invested in growing my family because I want to be beyond this stage in my life. (laughs) I love, I love, you know, young children. I love being able to grow my family and stuff, but it's really hard. (laughs) Um, So I'm really excited to like, you know, continue growing my family. And, and I don't think that um, our production will ever really not be a part of that. I think that for us, we love being able to, to collaborate with our community. We love meeting new people. We love working with buyers and sellers. Um, we're, we're definitely real estate agents at heart. I don't see that going away. I would like to find more ways to continue scaling our production. So we've been really resistant to the idea of bringing on agents on our team, but we're getting curious about that this year and trying to decide what that might look like for us. Um, and, and I really just want to keep going all in with working with agents 
um, and sharing the things that I'm finding. And I find that being a producing agent gives me a unique perspective when I'm working with agents to do that. Um, but, but the other thing I'd really like to do, I mean, I, I want to, I want a garden, <laughs> you know, and, and I want to like, I want to take my son on more vacations and we haven't been able to do so much of that just with the climate of the last couple of years. Yeah. Um, and he was so young. It's just, there's not yeah. much you can do when you have like a little, but I want to set myself up to, um, a place to where I can be a little less tied to this desk. Yep. Um, and so we're in the middle of um, a big transition right now. We are, we, uh, this house is under contract. So we're selling our home right now. We're building our dream home. So that's nice. almost done. Once we're done with this, like if I'm not on a beach in Maui, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> <laughs> and so we're getting really curious about what that life looks like and, and getting back to our um, the traveling that we used to do. Because um, before 2020 and before we, we had our first son, we were traveling every six weeks. And I want to get back to that. And, and they're just, we need some more personnel on the ground here to do that. Yeah. We'll need a closing coordinator. We'll need a showing agent. We'll need people like that. And then um, I just want to make sure I can take the other pieces more virtual. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. Now it's funny. You mentioned Maui. I'll be there in January. So maybe we'll have to, uh, we'll have to do like a, a little trip, get the family yes. together, right. And go to Maui. Uh, oh my gosh. For how long, how long will you be there? We will, I think we're going to be there like eight days. So that's beautiful. Yeah. So should we, that's where my wife and I, we had our honeymoon in Maui and then we did. Oh. So, yeah. So we're going to go back now with our that's two. That's amazing. Kids. So, yep. Yeah. We, we had our baby moon in Hawaii and it was like the end of February, early March, 2020. Oh my God. We get back and the world shuts down and yep. we're like, like what? Yep. And I always had the plan of like, Oh, we'll go back later that year because I never got my Mai Tai <laughs> <laughs> joke was on me. So now I'm going to have to wait till after the next baby. Yes, <laughs> January yes. sounds like a great date. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. That's it's funny. I was in uh, Puerto Rico. I remember right when like March, 2020 <sighs> COVID and same thing like Island. Right. And uh, it was staying with some friends there. And this was when we didn't really know much about, you know, oh, yeah. what was coming on. And, uh, and literally we're, we, we waited, we were like, all right, we're staying with our friends. Let's what, let's see if this blows over. So we stayed like an extra week and I was like, this isn't blowing over. Like we better, we better get back to get back home and like, figure this out. We had no food in our pantry because we had cleared it before our trip and like literally get back and all the grocery stores are like empty. And I was like, oh, this was this was, this is interesting. I think everybody will remember, right? Like these times, but yeah, it is crazy times. And that's, that's kind of the thing is like any agent that's getting into the business today. You know, I think the important thing is obviously getting in here with some, some clear expectations, right? Like, cause you know, a lot of agents do get into this business with like the thought that it's easy or that like, oh. you know, that like, it's like that HGTV mentality. Like I get to show like these pretty houses all the time. And it's like, there's a lot more to it. And so like, Real quick, you know, like one of the things that I would, I would be curious of to like, get your mm -hmm. thought, if, if you're talking to an agent, that's like, you know, they're not even in the business yet, or they're thinking about it. Like what, what would be your advice to them? First off is like, you know, Hey, Stephanie, I'm a friend of yours. You know, I'm thinking about getting my, my real estate license. What would you tell that person? <laughs> it's, it's so hard because the industry needs thoughtful people, but thoughtful people are going to be a lot more discerning on whether or not they're going to enter the industry. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so if, if I really think about it, like if you want to do it the right way, um, I think it's helpful to, to shadow an agent uh, if that is 
an available thing to you. Yeah. Like if you know somebody who's licensed, go shadow them. Yep. And most agents would be thrilled to do that because like no, like agents love nothing more than to like fall on their own cross. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, look at how hard I'm working. <laughs> this is the hardest market ever. <laughs> so like sitting on those phone calls, can you have a phone call telling a buyer that they've lost out on their 10th offer? Yeah. Can, do you have that level of empathy? Like start asking yourself those questions. And I know that's not the inspiring thing. That's not the, Oh, have six months of savings. Have the, yeah. the, the, like have your business plan. Like that's not the convenient answer, but it's the true answer because um, you know, especially for a lot of the agents that are getting in right now, I don't know that it's ever been, a more difficult time. I mean, you were, you were in the business in 2008. Was it this yeah. hard? It, I mean, it was hard in a different way. Um, you know, I, I think, and it also was market specific back then. Fortunately, yeah. since I'm in San Antonio, like we're a reload city. So like literally even in 08, when it was pretty bad, it wasn't as bad here as some other places. So I don't want to like, you know, use That's my experience point. and say it was the same as everywhere. Um, so, you know, but I will say that definitely this is a different time, like low inventory. That's really, that's, a, that's a whole different animal, right? Like, um, you know, it's hard on the listing side cause there's low inventory. It's hard on the buyer side because you know, your multiple offers you're competing. So, I mean, there is, it, it, it's a challenge. I would say more challenging than it was in 08. Um, if I had to be honest and, um, you know, and the, but, but the, but the benefit is though, here's the, I think the thing that's maybe a little bit easier is I do feel like there's more education and knowledge out there of like the, like the way to do it. Whereas like in 08, I feel like, I mean, unless like maybe you were like a Mike, you're in Mike Ferry coaching and you were like mm-hmm. pounding the phones or you're doing something like where you had something like a direction to go, there was less direction. So agents were just kind of like figuring it out. Like, you know, YouTube. I think they were more cool. guarded too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So it's, that it's just, it's different. It is hard, but I loved what you said. Yeah. I mean, it takes like a discernment and like kind of knowing yourself and yeah, I mean, definitely that's not to say that somebody can't get in the business today and not do well, but, oh yeah, um, but, but yeah, I don't know. So what I do, I got one more question. The last question, and we kind of talked a lot, little bit about this earlier uh, before the call, but about, you know, experience and like, you know, how much, like, do you believe in this market, like having experience uh, matters, you know, matters to your client, you know, and, uh, and just like, do you think that it's possible for new agents to have success right away? Or, you know, tell me a little bit about your thoughts there. It's interesting to think about that, right? Like does experience matter? I don't, I don't know. I think that when a lot of new agents get into it, they're like, well, why would someone hire me? And I think that today buyers and sellers, the public, they just want to feel like someone's in their corner they're sick of being sold. They're sick of that salesy approach. They're sick of people just like ripping them off and not giving them that full treatment, the full service, because if they wanted that, they're going to help me. Like they're going to these other iBuyers, right? Like that's already, it's done. You cannot unring that bell. Tech has entered the chat, right? So at this point, it's like, if we're, if we're really going to set ourselves apart as new agents, you have to really look at the transferable skills that you have in this industry. And everybody does. That's what's so cool. So everybody has a personal brand. We all have our own unique story and this combination of like what drives us and, and our mission and our values and, and what we're really in this for. That's a compelling story that can build trust regardless of your experience level. Right. And, and there's a lot of ways that you can turn that. And, and I, I work with my agents a lot when they're new and we're coming up with that story. And it's incredible the level of confidence that you can develop. Yep. Like, I wish somebody had told me that I didn't 
have to come out of the gate swinging and acting like I was like the top producer and I'd never sold a house before. You know, there, there's just like this, like, um, there was this like bravado that you associate with a lot of agents back then that yep. you don't have to do anymore. Like people right. just want authenticity. Yep. And what that creates is a challenge for more seasoned agents who are used to being like, well, I have 25 years of experience in the industry. Why wouldn't you go with me? Right. Who cares? Right. Because that means like a, the public hears that today and they hear complacency. Yep. Exactly. Be- because this industry and and that's not to take anything away with seasoned agents like they have so much to contribute but they are getting in their own way when they think that that's the only thing when that number like we've all been on the other side of the phone wall well i don't know why you're writing the the contract this way i've been in the in the industry for 25 years and it's like no one cares patty like (laughs) literally no one cares like what (laughs) what are you doing today to mitigate the challenges that buyers and sellers are coming across so it kind of it it kind of does a couple of different things. It can create a really cool opportunity, but if you miss it, you're dead in the water. Don't you think yep. so? Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, 100%. You, you, oh my gosh, every question, you just like nailed it, like hit it <laughs> out of the park. That was amazing. I, I really appreciate you being able to come on and deliver so much value. You know, I, I definitely know that uh, agents are going to want to, you know, connect with you and see, you know, how they can kind of get to know you more, be in your circle. So like, tell me a little bit, I know you have, uh, your your market authority uh, academy, and uh, and you basically are you know working very pretty pretty closely with some agents. And so tell tell the audience a little bit about that, how people can get involved with that and get more involved with you. Yeah, thanks for asking. So best way to connect with me is Instagram. That way you get to know that I'm a real person, <laughs> and I, I I like to keep it real. Um, and Instagram is a really fun way to do that. YouTube, if you're looking for tips, tricks, strategies, that kind of stuff, just our daily findings from the market. YouTube, just search Stephanie Lugo. It's the bigger channel. <laughs> my my newer real estate one is still growing. Um, so don't look at that yet. Just kidding. Um, and then in terms of the Market Authority Academy, that's posted everywhere. So if you decide that you want to take that conversation further after you've gotten to know a little bit more about how we do things and, and if that's where you want to take it, um, I mentor agents. We have a hybrid mentoring program where we have our digital course. And then we do that um, individualized coaching where we're giving them support every week face-to-face just like this. So it's a lot of fun. It, it lights me up. And being able to like see what other agents are experiencing around the country is a, is a very cool thing. It gives you a lot of perspective and it even makes you a better producing agent. It makes me better every day being able to work with these awesome agents. Yeah, 100%. It is amazing to see like, I mean, it's such a big country. I, I don't know, like you, like, I mean, for the longest time, I was just thinking like San Antonio was like always my mindset. And when you start opening this up, like you open Pandora's box, you get on YouTube, you start like putting yourself out there. You're like, oh my gosh, like the, the world's a big place. And uh, so it's so cool that you get to, you know, interact with agents all over. I know you're making a big impact on their businesses. So that's so cool. So I'm so glad that I got to meet you, Stephanie. I'm sure we're going to be able to stay in touch and uh, who knows, maybe we'll have like a, we'll have to, you know, take the van up through, uh, through Phoenix one of these days and stop by and, and knock on the door and say hi, but uh, I'll, I'll be here. <laughs> yeah, you'll be there. So yeah, no, but uh, so excited to see what you do here in the, you know, next few months and year and, and hopefully that the family grows and uh, yeah, the next time we talk, who knows, uh, maybe you'll have uh, number two and you'll be really crazy at that point. Cause I remember those days when I had two young ones and and it was just a whole nother animal. So, but, um, but no, I definitely wish you the best and thank you f- so much for everything. 
Oh my gosh, the pleasure is all mine. This has been a blast. I really appreciate it. Awesome. We'll talk to you soon. See ya. Thanks for tuning in. A high five on taking some time to invest in yourself and in your business. If you're looking for more, head over to the show notes to find all the details and links to resources mentioned in this episode of the Market Authority Show. And if you're looking to find a new crew of like-minded pros to ask questions and bounce ideas off of, head over to the marketauthorityacademy.com to join my exclusive community on Facebook, check out my latest free masterclass and tons of bonus content, or apply to my mentorship program to learn how I can help you triple your business this year. Until next time, keep on crushing it.